Some companies still know how business casual is done. It's strictly business. Good morning, everyone. It is a beautiful Friday, and that means it's the end of the week, which means the weekend is right around the corner. Hold out another handful of hours, and you're free, (laughs) folks. It is Business Casual, your B2B morning radio show coming at you Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And we're joined by our other host today, Mr. Tyler Kern. Yes, 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 yes. No, uh, no epithet yet. Still, it's been like a year now, <laughs> and we're still deciding on what your tagline is. So, sorry, man. I'm a hard yeah. man to define. I think that's it's, what it is. It's tough, you know? dude. Yeah, it's tough. And um, we are not joined by Taylor Bagley today. He often comes on and gives a segment of Secure the Bag. He's got some other recordings to knock out this morning, so it's just going to be a classic Dan and Tyler show, like the good old days, ye olden days. Ye olden days of uh, of BizCash. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So it should be nice. Folks, make sure you're subscribing to our shows on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find all of our radio content right now under the channel Market Scale Radio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so subscribe there. You'll get Business Casual. Mm. You'll get episodes of Ratified and all our other contributor shows. Yes, yes, yes. All good stuff. Lots of great stuff in there. 100%. And we've been launching a lot of great live content as well uh, on our site, so make sure you're going to marketscale.com slash industries for some live video content and um, some classic article content as well. We've been adding some contributing writers, especially in ed tech as of late. So things are popping off at market scale. Make sure you are consuming some B2B content. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Things are quite popping right now, Daniel. I mean, live broadcasts, you know, uh, as as companies look for ways to share their messaging and to say, hey, uh, let's own some media channels and, uh, and get our messaging out there. This is a this is a good time to do it. Good time to tell people you're still doing business and that sort of exactly, thing. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, uh, what's going on in your world? What's new? In my world, things are um, pretty hectic. Uh, I was dealing with some apartment flooding yesterday. Ooh. The the uh, dishwasher was draining water. Uh, not through the draining hose, but since that had come undone, was just pouring water uh, onto the cement base that it was sitting on. And the hardwood floor we have in the apartment sits on top of the cement. So basically the water was flowing between the cement and the floorboards and then just started rising up out of the floor. And that was not fun. So Yikes. <laughs> so, you know, that is just another... another uh, reality of being a i mean i was gonna say a homeowning adult but not even a homeowner (laughs) just a a renter man of living in a place that was built in the early 80s and you know (laughs) has some weird uh piping so that's just life man well the beauty the beauty of being an apartment renter is that you didn't have to be the one to fix it or pay for it that's true uh whereas correct as a homeowner were that to happen, um, I would be a little bit more up a creek, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man, that would be brutal. If I had to pay for a new dishwasher or uh, 
rip out the flooring mm-hmm. and start over on that, that would have been a catastrophe. So, Definitely. Um, you know, I guess shout out uh, renter's insurance and shout out, <laughs> uh, you know, having someone come fix that for you. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah man, it's it's just another day, another dollar, another flood in the apartment. So <laughs> we're we're making it work. Another day, another flood. No, I, another, I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Daniel, a, a, uh, I'll keep this brief, but a, um, a significant portion of what my normal life looks like is actually coming back this weekend, and I'm excited about that. Interesting. And what does that mean? Uh, German soccer is coming back on oh, there uh, television. They're playing in empty stadiums with no fans, but uh, but Germany's just done a better job containing coronavirus than the United States has. And so I'm very excited about the return of the Bundesliga, um, which is the, the name Huge. of the soccer league in, in Germany. And so uh, my Saturday morning will once again consist of making some coffee, sitting down and watching some soccer. Now, one of the more interesting things that I've seen about this is that uh, one of the teams, Borussia Mönchengladbach, has decided as a way to continue to uh, increase revenue even while fans aren't allowed in the stadiums. They're allowing people around the world to purchase for 20 euro a cardboard cutout of themselves that will be placed in the stands that can be seen on TV during the game, which I think is a really creative way of still maintaining uh, some form of, uh, of, I guess, ticket revenue almost, uh, even while you're not allowing fans in the game. I just think it's really, really creative and really clever, and I'm not a fan of that team, but I might just do it. Yeah, that was uh, quite an interesting little story when you sent it my way. Um, I mean, seeing people get <laughs> their cutouts put in the stands is is really goofy looking, but... <laughs> Also, you know, I mean, I, I guess a good way to support your team and definitely a fun little, uh, I don't know, excursion, something you can post about on your social. Like, look, there's my cutout yeah. while they're playing soccer. And I wonder how much that affects the psyche of the players to, like, see people in the stands. Like, I wonder, do you feel as motivated? Do you feel as, um, I don't know, in the zone, in the game, you know, get you, get your head in the game. Whoa. <laughs> if there are no people in the stands and you're staring at like a giant empty coliseum, basically. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't know, but I'd be really interested in hearing from players. And I wonder if there's any uh, like actual research on how that affects play. I'm very curious. Uh, one of the first games this weekend is one of the biggest rivalries in all of Germany, uh, the Riviera Derby, which is between Schalke and Borussia Dortmund. Uh, two classically good teams in in Germany, and they're playing in a stadium that typically holds 81,000 people that will hold zero come tomorrow. And so, you know, like that has to have an effect, right? You know, normally impassioned fans, really loud, you know, lots going on, rock music in the arena, and then all of a sudden just nobody and just this cavernous type empty setting. I don't know. I I am curious. And, uh, you know, if you're into the whole betting on sports thing or following that at all, a lot of people are betting, you know, betting upsets this weekend just because long layoff, empty stadiums, just the weirdness of that. You know, why wouldn't you go pick some underdogs and see if you can make some money? So, you know, that's a little, little side advice, I suppose, on the German Bundesliga from some people I typically talk to about uh, betting on sports and that sort of thing. And I, I'm also interested in where the money for that is going. Uh, you know, who is being supported by fans paying for those cutouts? Like, is that 
going to uh, some kind of fund to support the workers at the stadium? Is that going directly to the team? Um, you know, I, I'm just interested in where that money is going because um, if it's like if it's being promoted in the sense of support your local team, um, I feel like there's probably enough financial backing on those teams that they don't need individuals to pay for little cutouts for like financial relief to support your local club. Uh, I, I might be misunderstanding so, the uh, economics of of soccer at that degree. Well, um, just ever so slightly, and it's only because German soccer clubs are run in a unique way, and this takes us way down a rabbit hole, so I'll try to keep this not so crazy in depth, but whereas in America, you would have a wealthy you know, business person buys a team, let's say a billionaire like Jerry yes. Jones here in, here in Dallas or Mark Cuban here in Dallas. Yep. And then they buy controlling stake of the team. So then it's their team and they get to make the decisions and reap the rewards of owning a team and all that kind of stuff. Well, in Germany, they have a rule called 50 plus one, which means that community stakeholders have to own at least 51% of the club. So no private investors from outside of Germany can come in and buy an ownership stake in a club. So these clubs actually run on relatively slim margins compared to a lot of other soccer teams around the world and a lot of other sports franchises because they don't allow that private investment of a you know wealthy billionaire from Abu Dhabi coming in and buying one of their clubs. So um, as such, a lot of these clubs are trying to find ways to stay open to um, stay financially solvent and things like that. So this is one way. Another club has said, hey, you know, we'll re refund all the money for season tickets for games that fans don't get to go to. But if you feel so inclined to help us kind of, you know, keep the doors open, stay a financially viable club, you could just decide to donate that money, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So it's just an interesting case and a, and a really interesting uh, look at what this is doing across the sports landscape, really. Hmm. Yeah, that is definitely a very different dynamic, and I think that probably speaks to um, uh, Germany's actually very progressive uh, worker rights mm -hmm. and uh, economic dynamics within the workplace. They also have um, some infrastructure in place. I wish I remembered the numbers right off the top of my head, but basically having workers on the boards of corporations um, that has been a mainstay in Germany for a long time, um, and probably one of their, uh, their best, um, progressive kind of e economic moves like that. So it's interesting seeing how that leaks its way down to, um, the soccer clubs as well, you know, having, um, local investment in the clubs is essential. And I think probably builds more community around the clubs. Absolutely. If the community is invested in the growth of the club um, because then it feels less like, you know, just a giant billionaire entertainment and more like, you know, we are invested in this because it is a part of the community. So that's, uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know any of that. You yeah. learn something new every day. There you go. Now you can watch German soccer like a, like an expert, Daniel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I won't even be watching the game. I'll just be thinking about the economic dynamics yeah, of Germany. S sitting there in your armchair, you know, just postulating about, uh, you know, various aspects mm. of, of uh, German culture and how it relates to, to soccer ownership. Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, here it is. Um, corporate co-determination concerns private and public limited companies. The... Oh, wow. This word, you would laugh looking at this. Um, <laughs> Drittel Beteigel Gungsgetz. 
I cannot pronounce that, but that provides uh, for one-third of the supervisory board to be elected by workers in companies with more than 500 employees. So, um, yeah, basically, co-determination just means that they, the workers have a right to vote for representatives on the board of directors. So then those directors represent the interests of the workers and not just the stakeholders. So uh, that is a dynamic that would love to transplant to the U.S. Right. Um, but... Also, uh, just interesting to see that economic dynamic and obviously, uh, you know, cool to see it in soccer as well. Yeah, yeah. It keeps things uniquely German, which, uh, you know, doesn't happen in other in other places. Right. Uh, like you mentioned, that that community club bond or even just, you know, business and then workers having a voice and having a say in how things go. That that does seem like a uniquely German thing that I think I would love to see more of across the world. 100%. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 